I'm Zach. I'm Roy, and this is Advice Hot Dog. Roy, this is the longest I think we've ever left our baby unattended. A month? Yeah, is it only been a month? It's, it's been almost a month. Oh, okay. Uh, How's it going? In Has two anything... days, it'll be uh, a month. Has anything interesting happened in your life since then? Yeah, a lot of stuff has happened since uh, we, we last sat down in front of each other and gazed into one another's eyes. I finally learned how to how to make kimchi. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. How do you do it? You put a you put a cabbage in a jar, mm-hmm. and you put the jar under the porch. No, you just leave it on your counter. I made a batch of kimchi that was so hot that I couldn't touch it because it would burn my hands because I used the wrong chilies. If you're trying to make kimchi, don't use Thai chilies. Why do they even sell that kind of chilies? Because it's for a different type of type of food. Like I was looking in the wrong section and I thought, oh, this is powdered chili. It probably, you know, is the same. It is not the same. Don't buy you, Thai chilies for kimchi. Did you eat any of it? I tried to. I, I So this is what this is how I know that I couldn't salvage it is I decided that I would dilute it. So I took a batch of it, like a half of it, put it in a colander and rinsed it under cold water to get all the stuff. You have to rinse it under milk. (laughs) Banana juice. Do you have a milk faucet? (laughs) Um, Wait, wait, banana juice. Banana is also neutralized. chilies. So you can just like rub a banana all over your face. I don't think there's any like a dick. No, I mean I do that anyway. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah, so that's Only maybe that's why. Banana. Yeah, maybe that's why I've never had a problem with hot peppers. Yeah. Um, so I rinsed it under cold water, and I thought, oh, you know, th- this will probably work. And then I made you know another half batch, put it all together. Still too hot, but then when I touched the dishes in the sink that I had rinsed this kimchi in. Uh, it burned my fingers because I touched other dishes where uh, this kimchi was washed out. Hmm. So anyway, I threw it away, and then I Did made. Did you throw another... away all the dishes? Uh, all of it. I, I actually threw away the sink. Okay. It was really wasteful. You had to go to what? What's that place where you can that the desert, restore Desert Rose Storage? No, that's uh, Stardust. Stardust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, the restore, the Habitat for Humanity store, is a much better place for items such as sinks. Hmm. Okay. Um, and those weird window cranks yes. from old school windows. <laughs> yeah, old school windows. They they really kick it there. Um, so then I made another batch that was too salty to eat, and then I made a batch that was just right. Have you have you considered uh, just examining all of the things that you do while you're cooking and just maybe toning them the fuck down? Yes, I have, and and that's why the last batch was fine. I feel like a lot of the time uh, I could not eat the things that you cooked when we lived together uh, because they weren't. Oh, that's because you're not a man. They weren't actually food. It wasn't that they were too spicy. It was like, they were too cemented. This is just this is just some water with some zero calorie noodles in it and a couple of slices of hot dog, and I would rather just I eat call the, it hot rice hot dog soup. I would rather just eat the hot dog. I think. Well, well, now I have kimchi that I can make hot dog dishes with. Have you ever tried that before? You you don't like kimchi. I don't think right? I've ever. Well, I've had I've had a few bites of kimchi here and there. It's it uh-huh. seems like the kind of thing that I would like. I like sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. I like you know like medical grade peppers. Okay, I I'll bring you some next week. No, I don't actually like those things. I don't want you to bring me any. You don't like peppers or krauts. I had a, one, uh, one time you made uh, something and brought it to work, and I ate a bunch of it. Yeah, it was dolmas. Good. Beans? No, dolmas. Ugh, dolmas. You ate one of those dolmas, and you said it was fine. Yeah, it was not as bad as dolmas that I'd had in the past. Either that or I've grown up. Yeah. Roy, do you think I've grown up? Do you no, think I, I have don't. more refined tastes? Um, you have more particular tastes. Pardon I me. I, I, need to, I need to drink this gallon of Mountain Dew. Uh-huh. Uh, excuse me while I play video games for 16 hours. I had um, a girlfriend who had this gross friend who smoked a lot of weed, and he kept Mountain Dew in his bong as his bong water. Huh. You know, every time somebody tried to do something clever with bong water, I was just like, you know. What is there to do that's clever with bong water? Well, use something other, other than, than spilling it on your math books. You can use something other than water. Yeah, you're here. Your, your third grade arithmetic books. Uh-huh. Uh, you can use something other than water. 
It just is a mess. Such it gets as your like honey sticky. Or <laughs> sure, what? yeah, that seems like it worked pretty well. Worked coffee. pretty well for Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Huh? Coffee. I don't think you want that. You don't want to get all amped up. We're trying to chill. Roy, well, would it have the effect where it does nothing? Well, like it neutralizes yeah. the weed. Like, like if you just if you put some like say liquefied meth in your bong, uh huh, yeah, and then sprinkled Benadryl on the weed, mm-hmm. and then smoked the whole thing. Yeah, I Nothing think you probably just you just be like, yep. Mm-hmm. Now I just feel normal. Breakfast, man. I have to smoke so much weed, take so much Benadryl, and do so much meth just to feel normal. Do you um, feel like you haven't experienced something because as a younger person you didn't just smoke a fuckload of weed i mean do you feel like that's an experience that you missed there was a there was a period of time where i smoked what i would consider to be a fuckload of weed i guess like like a a joint a month there was a couple of months where i I, there was probably a couple of months where i was was this a couple of months where you uh, essentially flunked out of school yes okay yeah oh so you did it the proper amount i guess yeah no it was right i mean i it was the the couple of months in which i you know lost my virginity i learned how to uh i learned how to uh so so normally what i did at the beginning of that year was i would sit around playing magic i would play Mm -hmm. magic with my friend in the lounge and everybody would make fun of us. Right. Uh, and then somebody would pick up a card and say the name of the card and I would tell them what the rest of the card said. And Whoa. then I'd be like, what the fuck? And it's then like they would do it like, magic trick. then they would do it 10 more times. And then it turned out that I was rain man. Uh-huh. Uh, no, but then after I started smoking weed, it was like, Hey, I know what I can do. I can start playing magic with these hippie chicks upstairs and then have sex with them. Oh, <laughs> they play magic too? I'm actually conflating two different stories. Uh, yeah, they always played uh, forest decks. Oh, right. <laughs> of course. That, I did play magic with the hippies, but that was after I that was after I started having sex with different hippies <laughs> that, that introduced me to the upstairs hippies. Oh, I see. So there was the room upstairs where you bought the weed. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and there were people from the suburbs of Chicago. They right. had the hookup. Right. Yeah. From the burbs. Yeah, no, so there was a period of time where I smoked a ton of weed, and I, I, yeah, so I don't feel like I missed out on that. Does your mom still listen to the show? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Mom knows. Okay. My mom told me that it was no, okay. I'm just to, wondering. My mom told me that it was okay to smoke marijuana. She told me that she would rather that I smoke marijuana than smoke cigarettes. And that was when she didn't know that I smoked cigarettes at the time. <laughs> so then, then when so she you found got out, she was like, to do the... fuck. Uh-huh. No, and I was like, I'm going to go tell everybody that my mom said it's okay to smoke marijuana. I see. Because that's what she told me. I don't me. remember your mom telling you that. She experimented with it. She never told me that, and that I could it was, smoke marijuana. And that it was... Uh, she didn't? No. <laughs> well, did you ever ask her? No, I guess it never She'd came up. She'd probably give you permission to do whatever. Huh. She's really nice. She's friendly. I she trusts you. I have told my mother that I have smoked marijuana. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I bet she was I less... my dad, too. I bet she was less annoyed with that than she was with the premarital sex. Yes. Yeah, you that's, know because that's the, true. Well, I'm pretty I sure mean, that, she also thinks that, that it should be legalized. There's nothing in the Bible that says that smoking marijuana will give you an eternity of torment in hell. Yeah, there's also really nothing in the Bible that says that about premarital sex. Oh, good. Do you ever you ever do that? You ever read the Bible and then just throw it in your mom's face? Um, I bet a lot of our listeners would probably <laughs> like. They're the kind of people that would do stuff like that. Um, What's the best way to tell my grandma to go fuck herself? Biblically, that is. Dear, dear advice, hot dog. The Bible is bullshit. How do I share that? How can with I my let family? everybody know? Uh, there, there have been a few occasions, but it, you know, uh, faith is one of those things that you, you know, you believe what you believe. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter that, uh, you know, in the Bible, it never says that God hates fags. People who believe that are going to believe that. Well, no, it does because this. It does not say no that. because Onan. Uh, yeah, Onan. God hates masturbators. And masturbating is like being gay because you're just having sex with a dude. Uh-huh. You, you, you know, um, there's that line right, right after the line that says, if you don't beat your wife, everyone else in town is allowed to fuck her. Um, that says that if you lay down with a sheep as a lion lays down with a lamb, then uh-huh. you're unfit before the Lord. I, you, you're unfit. Yeah. For you duty. won't be able to finish the race. And the tortoise wins every time. Uh, you know, it's confusing. Yeah. I mean, How about that part in Genesis where humans have sex with the... G- the half-giants? Yeah, the half... No, it's the angels that have sex with the half-giants. Oh, gi- the yeah. giants that make half-giants. Right. Like, no and one ever like, talks about that in creationist the class. But yeah. I, I, I talked to that crazy cab driver guy about the lands east of Eden where the where the half-giants oh. dwelt. Yeah, that, that he was stuff pre- is really weird. He was pretty excited. 
that I was really? in, that I was, yeah, that I knew. Did he tell you where it was? No, or was no. East of Eden? No, a club? we just talked about it. He, he, I told, I think I've told this story on this podcast oh, where really? I got into the cab I just with the guy remember. and the guy said, we, you know, it was like, how, how's the weather? He was asking me how the weather was. <laughs> it was the blind <laughs> in cab, the cab driver. So, yeah, it was like, uh, all the wall, all the walls, all the windows are completely covered with shoe polish. How was the weather out there? Yeah, how's it look out there? <laughs> I was like, oh, it's clear. You're good. Uh-huh. Like yeah, everybody, will, go everybody will see you coming. Just go as fast as you want. It's like that scene in Scent of, the wo- of a Woman. We talk for a while and then he says, uh, do you want to see a picture of a giant? And I said, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, okay. It's starting to come back to me. Yeah. And then he showed and- me this book. Uh, that talked about giants. Oh, okay. And, they, I, and, and it Sas- wasn't a picture in his wallet, Sasquatch like someone he knew. No, no, like no. Someone's I thought, class picture. I thought it was going to be, and that's why I was excited. And I was uh-huh. like, "Fuck yes, I want to see a picture of a giant." Mm. And yeah. instead, it, you know, or was it someone, you know, like holding up the Tower of Pisa? <laughs> oh, okay, you know, you're like, yeah, or pretending oh, that the Washington Monument was his penis, right? Oh boy, I took one of those. Did you? I did. Were you? Were you the? Wait. Did you take the picture, or were you in the? I picture? was. The, I was the man whose penis was the Washington Monument. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I was like, "Fuck you, Washington." I was mm-hmm. it, it, by by having my penis represented by the Washington Monument, which is right in the middle of everything in Washington. I was saying, "Fuck you, government." I read your constitution, and it's bullshit. Then I asked my friends Zach and Roy what the best way to tell my government that the shit that they believe in, their so-called sacred texts, uh-huh. are total bullshit. And they told me. Uh-huh. Because that's what they do. They help people. Did they tell you it was a conspiracy by the Illuminati? And it was a conspiracy and, by the Illuminati. And Nicolas Cage. <laughs> right. I've never seen any of those movies. I have. Are they good? Uh, are they fun? Are they great? They're they're like that librarian series. Did you ever see that one with uh, Noah Wiley? I think Mm-mm. it was same thing, like Indiana Jones esque treasure hunting through you know clues, like the Da Vinci Code and nice the other one. I like Noah Wiley. Oh, okay. Well, I I think it's called the li- librarian or the librarianist. Okay, I don't think that last one's the librettoist. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, why does your mom want uh, marijuana to be legalized? Oh, because it'll fix things. Uh, like what? Like the problem the the problems that we have where people aren't super high all the time. No, I mean, do you really want to talk about this? It's um has to do with the cartels and the trafficking of weapons and drugs into this country and the amount of people that are dying because of it. Okay, your mom doesn't like drug cartel murder. Sure. And the collapse of Mexico's government. Oh, that was sort of happening before, though, right? Uh, not like this, no. I feel like if they didn't want their government to collapse, they shouldn't have built it on top of ancient South American pyramids. <laughs> on a lake. Central American pyramids. Say it's sad. I don't know. Yeah, if Mexico didn't want their government to collapse, they shouldn't have been in South America. Uh-huh. This is the problem. They should They're have like built it in really Canada? far away. Yeah, I mean, they build the government on top of a big pole so you can see it I mean, from Mexico. If you want to think about it symbolically, the city of Mexico is built like on not a solid foundation, like literally. Oh yeah, it's, no, it's, it's very it's on shaky. Water. Yeah, it's very shaky. It's like if yeah, you if you start terrible. if you start pissing off those timbers, you know, if you don't grease the right palms, and by palms I mean supports. Uh-huh. If you don't grease them, the water gets in, rots them out, and then everyone yeah, drowns. Yeah, I follow everyone what you're drowns saying. in everyone drowns in blood because of drugs. Oh. The drug bloods. Is that like blood diamonds? I think so. Yeah, uh-huh. blood drugs. Blood, blood drugs. Yeah. No, it's like blood doping. The 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 Olympians are that take out a, their own blood and then doing, put it back in, doing nothing but fuck uh, at the Olympic Village, mm-hmm. and then B, yeah, taking. I think they're taking each other's blood and injecting it into each other. I, so some of them are getting <laughs> into around each the, other. Some of them are getting around this problem by re- it's like a circle jerk, but with blood. Yeah. Well, but they rewire. They rewire uh, their their internals so that uh, they ejaculate blood, and then so Ugh. all of the sex in the Olympic Village is actually just a massive blood exchange. Uh huh. And that's why that's if, really gross. if if an Olympian says to you, yeah, I donated some blood yesterday, what he's really doing is is like sort he's of winking he, he's and saying got his, that yeah, his he, arteries off. Yeah, that he that he put some he put some blood inside a gymnast. Uh-huh. This is that was really that's gross. gross yeah. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry about that. Yeah, me too. I've been reading that cartoon Oglaf online. Yeah, so it is me. very gross. Me and too. and there is like uh penis blood 
stuff and yeah most yeah fairly recently there was mm-hmm. some blood penis mm-hmm. there was a blood penis gag they say <laughs> uh-huh. uh i don't know how to feel about that because it's a lot of it is just porn and then sure. a lot of it is porn with a kind of a super confusing story <laughs> and then sometimes it's uh very funny yeah sometimes it's just like a, a joke but sometimes it is still porny and funny yeah mm-hmm. mm. do you beat off to it i do not oh yeah Okay. Do you think the creators beat off to it? Oh, absolutely. Isn't it like a husband and wife team? I don't know. I always assume it's just one giant fat dude. Oh, no. I anytime think, I, think anytime I see on the internet, anytime I see anything on the internet that I imagine. You assume it's a Well, no. A giant, the, anything, anytime I see something where like giant the primary dude. reason that this was made is so that the person who made it could beat off to it. Uh, I think, A, Harry Crumb. Or, that's uh, why anyone Harry gets Crumb. into art. Robert, Harry Crumb, you know, the uh-huh. uh, John Candy detective from that movie in the 80s. Was that Roger Crumb? Oh, okay. Robert Crumb? Robert Crumb. Robert Crumb. Mm-hmm. Okay. Robert Cop. Did you see the, uh, there was a picture of a Chinese knockoff of uh, RoboCop. It was no. just an, a RoboCop action figure, but in the RoboCop font, it just said Robert Cop. That's awesome. On the box. Yeah, it's pretty good. What, what, it could have said Roboto Cop. Sure. What no, Chinese is not Japanese. Stop. Still. You're racist against Asians. Uh, really? That's what that said? Yeah, I was saying none of them speak English. I didn't say that. It's an unfair stereotype. You're putting words into my mouth. Hey, um, my wife had a baby. Yeah. Uh, it's, I didn't just perfect how to make kimchi. Tell us about that. Uh, it was really great. Uh, I the end result was really great, but it was very long, very tiring, and also very scary. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. want to talk about why it was scary, or uh, do you not want to talk about why it was scary? No, I can't. I'm not really going to get into it. But you know, it started off on the Fourth of July, really late at night. So we were at home for a while, and then we went in there and to the hospital, and it was maybe uh, three o'clock in the morning, and immediately it look like um she was preeclamptic and they put her on magnesium which made her uh really really uh, violently sick um you know and she hadn't thrown up at all during her whole pregnancy so she got really sick and then it was just a very very long process and the pain was very very great so she decided well, did to they deliver the magnesium by just force feeding her a bunch of bananas uh-huh they're high in magnesium it's not it's not so perfect okay that food um yeah, maybe that's that's the this is the problem. I mean, it's is. like she didn't get sick from the magnesium. It's she magne- got sick from having been force fed two hundred bananas uh-huh. all at once. Yeah, uh, no, I mean it's not like I mean you you know I'm sure you've force it's fed like her. A beer bomb, I'm sure you force fed her the same banana two hundred times in a row. In a row, um, so a banana she- bong. <laughs> oh, guys, I've got a great idea. Banana Let's- bong. <laughs> Um, you said something earlier about banana juice, and I don't believe that that's a real thing. You can get banana nectar. Huh. Does it taste like bananas? No, it tastes like coconuts. <laughs> I'm saying, is it like nectar from the flowers that are on a banana plant? No, no, it's made from bananas. Or... But yes, they do bleach it afterwards, so it doesn't taste like bananas anymore. It just, <laughs> it just tastes like bleach. Yeah, it's not a hot sure? seller. Yeah, it's, it's, they sell it. It's like costs about a dollar a gallon, and it's in it's in jugs that say Clorox, uh-huh. Clorox banana. Nectar. You know, that's that's really banana juice. For your convenience, the bananas have been removed. Well, it leaves you with the essence of of what you really want, which is the, the sure, fighting yeah. bacterial fighting power. Oh yeah, H. I mean that's the thing. You know, you want bananas cure all diseases. It is healthy. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, so it was a really long process. She got an epidural. That didn't work. Uh, she wasn't dilating anymore. And, you know, like uh, at the end of 24 hours, um, they tell her, you're going to have to have a C-section. It's You can't deliver any other way. Which isn't what she wanted at all, uh, nor did I. But we went in there, and it happened, you know, within 30 minutes. The It was all done. And I went in there and I held her hand and she's still awake, but you know, it's like major surgery and they cut right through the muscle and they pull out your baby and it's gray and purple and crying. And you know, they kind of like yank her out. And um, 
they all turn to me, all the doctors turn to me and say, uh, so do you want to call it, you know, as what the gender is, because we, we didn't want to know what the gender was. And my first thought was, I'm going to, I'm going to get this wrong. You're right, and I'm going to fuck all, it up. They're all going to make fun of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I didn't get it wrong. It, it looked like a vagina. And, you know, I said. Oh, just right like, away. Yeah. You were. Well, you know, they're kind of swollen up. You were like, if there's one thing that there's I know. one thing that I can recognize by sight, it's a baby vagina. Uh-huh. And uh, it's a girl. So we had a girl and then they clean her up and stuff. And then I go with her and Corinne stays in the room while they take take out the placenta and stuff because they still have to pull things out. Oh, man. So did, you keep there, it? did you eat it? Did you keep it? They said we couldn't keep I didn't eat it. That was never my intention. But uh, we did request it, but they said we couldn't keep it because it was a C-section and they had to send it to pathology or some bullshit. They just said no. We have to send it to pathology, which is what we call the trash can. Uh, that's what I think is what, what happened. Like maybe they took a sample. They didn't even give you a it. bite? Nothing. Nothing. And as they were cleaning, cleaning uh, our baby... I look over, because at this point she doesn't have a, a name, right? So I'm not going to use her name. She's just our baby. Uh, I look over, and they're just, like, pulling out viscera out of Corinne, which is, um, it gave me this real empty feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it was interesting, but it was um, not horrifying, but it was just sort of uh, awful to, to witness and then right, you I sympathetically l- felt like a bunch of umbilical cord was being poured out of you well it wasn't just the cord it was just like, also her guts and stuff no but the placenta looks like a bunch of guts like it's a bunch of stuff and then you know I'm with with the baby for a while while they clean her and weigh her and uh, measure her and then eventually Corinne comes in but what was going on that I didn't know about is that uh, she was feeling all of this as they were pulling out the placenta and it was hurting so um, the anesthesiologist gave her some kind of drug that she said it made her feel like she was dead. Like she could still hear everything, but everything just sort of blacked out and uh, she couldn't feel anything else, but she could hear what was going on. And it was, you know, I guess very scary for her. Huh. Are you sure they didn't just give her a, like three bottles of Robitussin? Because I, <laughs> I that's, how, so. that's how Doc Galactic described that. It's like being dead, but you can still move. Um, she can't move. Oh, well, it's being—it's like being dead, and also you can't move. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then we went into the room. She—they met, and you know, I once we were in the room, I changed her diaper for the first time, which is really interesting because they—they they have like these really dark poops that come out, and, and it was like this little toothpaste tube of like, like the insides of fig newtons, but it was warm, so that went on my hand, and then I cleaned it up. And, uh, you know, we named her. And then... So I think what I've learned from all of these stories, Roy, is that the miracle of birth is fucking gross. Yes. um, It's frightening. I mean, this was... I'm sure every sort of birth is frightening or can be. Uh, What happened afterwards is that um, Corinne was hemorrhaging inside, like in uh, her uterus. Like she was having blood clots and... The doctor had to like um, reach inside of her and pull out these blood clots and like almost a pint of blood, hmm. and that so gave it like, me a horrible <clears throat> empty feeling because it was just like blood gushing out of Corinne. It was huh. awful. Wow. And I am very grateful that we live in the century that we do because a hundred years ago, one of them most likely would have died, if not both. Hmm. And then that would have sucked for you. You would yeah, have been like, have. wow, I really fucked up. There. I would have been a single parent. Well, no. I mean, if both of them had died, you would have just been like... If both of them... Most likely, Corinne would have died. Like, and ah, fuck. I'm way too old to get another maiden. Yes. Is what you would have said. That's true. You know, 100 years ago, when sure. you were... You, you would have had to ask the Earl for permission to marry one of the village maidens. What village am I living in? Oh, I don't know. Maybe the village of because the village I see of myself in New the old York. west, or uh, you know, the village of Deadwood. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, you could have asked Earl. There's Earl, no Earl in Deadwood. I'm sure there were plenty of people named Earl okay. in Deadwood. Uh, yeah. So that that was a horrible thing. But then you know, now we have a baby. Not to make light 
I'm sorry uh, that that was rough, mm-hmm. uh, but I only found out about it after everything was okay. So I was never worried. Uh, yeah, only I know. Super, super I, grossed I out by all the details. Later I didn't on. really communicate any of that stuff because it was just so uh, tiring. I have a question. Mm-hmm. While Corinne was spending 24 hours in labor, did you at any point get to have sex with her? <laughs> that was not the real question. Oh. Uh, did she eat anything? Yeah, she was allowed to eat. No, like a, no, she wasn't. I mean, she had a few little snacks, but nothing. I, Fig Newtons. She did and then not eat like, for two days. Wow. And that See, second day, that's um, why it is even crueler. She should have eaten of the doctors to not let you eat the placenta. Right. She was famished. Right. You're supposed to eat like, that for a, all the vitamins. I have not eaten for two days. B, give me my fucking placenta. Yeah. Like that. There, that this was not actually too reasons this was one reason and fucking give it to me right now i really wanted the placenta so that i could plant a tree and put it under the tree okay and then um also put a piece in our time capsule okay along with the crab claws Uh uh-huh uh (laughs) my consolation is that um you know cora has like a little uh like umbilical cord nub and Mm -hmm. that finally fell off so i got to save that (sighs) gross it's just like a an mm-hmm. awesome scab. <laughs> yeah, cool. That sounds great. <laughs> that you get to chew on. It tastes kind of like beef jerky. Well, what you could have... I, I think if I were... If I had been in your shoes mm-hmm. and you had been watching them pull the placenta out of your wife's abdomen and when you said, can I keep that? And they said no, I would have... Dove for it. And, and grabbed just, some? Just bitten off as much... Like, just swallowed as much of it as I could. Uh-huh. I think they would have kicked me out of the hospital. I don't think they can. I think once you once you're in there with a baby, you say it's like yeah, that's actually it's like, true. it's like working for the government. They can't fire you, right? Uh, that's actually true. You're not allowed to leave. Like the reason I was in the room is so that one of the parents, uh, the father, is always with the baby. Well, they don't want to get sued for fingering a baby. <laughs> sure, those aren't really the issues. It's uh, for you know any switches or a baby being kidnapped. Like somebody flips the switch that lets a bunch of dudes in to finger your baby. Right. The switch that unlocks the, the door to the baby finger reward, which and why do why, they build the hospitals with those right next to the Yeah, they shouldn't. The, the maternity ward. I don't I don't even know why they build a switch. Yeah, well why right? do they don't even, install that? Why like why even put those guys in the hospital? Just put right. them in like a box. Uh-huh. So well, this is going box. to the, the baby baby fingering box. And you push the box off a cliff. Uh-huh. It's, it's all right. Everybody oh, wins. Good message. You can be like, hey, you guys, there's a bunch of babies in this box. And they say, who? Oh, <laughs> and they go in. Yep. And they dive in. And it's then like you a just trap. Whoop, and you kick it off a cliff. This box, <laughs> the, but the box is on a seaside cliff. Uh huh. So it's like those traps that, um, those mouse traps that are, you know, like at an angle. So if the mouse goes to the back, it tips the trap up and the door closes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? So if you get enough of those guys in there, then it falls off the cliff. You know, I just I have just invented the best mousetrap. Here's what you do. You <laughs> dig a really, really, really deep hole. Okay. And then you put a box on the edge of the cliff of the hole with a bunch of cheese in it. Okay. And then the mouse runs into the box to eat the cheese, and then the box falls into a bottomless pit. Huh. So it doesn't kill the mouse. The mouse just falls forever. And st- well, I mean, it starves. It's got some cheese. No, it's got cheese. It'll eventually. Starve. No, you put enough cheese in there to so that the mouse so eventually dies of cancer. Of... Look, mice don't live forever, buddy. <laughs> so you give well, it. You're saying that it doesn't die. There is some fixed amount of cheese. Okay. It doesn't die because of the trap. Okay. It just it gets a new kind of life where you're in free fall inside a cage filled with cheese. Right. And that's probably pretty cool. I mean, Probably. it'd be like... You, you'd what be about like, water? So as a mouse, you were so like... So it dies of thirst. Wow, it's hot all the time. But it's not hot anymore because it's like you're this constant freefall wind cooling you off. Yeah, it would still be thirsty no, you <laughs> even also, though there was also, a freefall wind. You could also have some water. I mean, there could some water could also fall next to it. So there's just a big glob of water. I mean, they all fall at the same, fall at the same rate, right? Yeah. So uh, then it sucks. Be, because it's a vacuum, I If assume? you're the mouse... If you're the mouse and you get slightly ahead of the water, you're uh, like, you can oh, never. This fucking sucks. Yeah, huh. you should also throw on some miniature ladders, some wings. Oh, a ladder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you, if you, and another person 
were in free fall with a ladder and they were at the top of the ladder and you were at the bottom i guess you could use the ladder to get to each other to get to each so other you yeah fuck? uh yeah yeah sure or i mean just to share cheese where is the, is the cheese tied to the ladder no it's falling it? alongside you i mean you, you know okay the ladder just extends your so but what if you're reaching for the cheese and by doing you know you're not skilled at this, this is the first time you've been falling for free um you reach for the cheese but instead you knock it you away just bat it away yeah. yeah here's the here's the question let's say that you and another object that you want to get to are free falling and you have a ladder could you climb the ladder and then flip the ladder over and climb it again to get closer to the object how would that even work I don't know. I think you could just keep going around. I think if you're in space and you have a ladder, when you go to climb the ladder, you're actually just moving the ladder and you're staying in the same place. Really? Yeah. Huh. I think so. In space. Yeah. Roy, the, the knowledge that I just demonstrated that I have about space proves... Proves at, what? At least one thing. And that is that we, as a unit are capable of dropping some serious fucking knowledge on some people. Uh-huh. Roy. Yeah, and, uh, and infinite hole type of knowledge. We've got pages and pages of questions from people. P- we, questions we that do. have built up. And people, I, I'm really proud of people for s- still sending in questions, people, even though we had this people who are month-long serious, hiatus. People are in serious fucking distress because mm-hmm. it's been so long since we, since we gave them any I advice. And I, I think we need to get to it, Roy. We need to help them. We need to read these questions, and we need to answer these questions, and we need to tell these people the things that they need to know to go about their daily lives to, I'm, I'm getting to, amped to deal with the cheese situations, to deal with the banana situations, mm-hmm. any the number of situations yeah. that we know. Placentas, placenta situations. Roy, let's answer these questions. But before we do that, let's have a cocktail. Hua. This week's cocktail, the Blue Lagoon. The Blue Roy, Lagoon. Roy, where did you where did you find this cocktail? It was in the '80s cocktail book. Nice. It looks pretty 80s. It looks like a sci-fi cocktail. uh, In the book, uh, the garnish, like the cherries that are on the garnish, were speared by a dolphin. (laughs) Like a live live dolphin. Yeah, because they didn't give a shit about dolphins. Yeah, in the 80s, they were like, yeah, they didn't know that dolphins were endangered. Yeah. I think they used to make coke st- out of dolphins. endangered. Yeah, and then they changed the recipe, and everybody was like, fuck that. I want <laughs> dolphin classic. Uh, so this is one part vodka, one part blue curacao, four parts lemonade. Uh, shake it with ice, pour it over ice, serve it with a, some cherries on a sword. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. I'm eating one of the cherries now. Can you tell? Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, sweet lemonade. It is like sweet lemonade, and it's blue, and it makes you feel like you're having a cocktail. It may be like a... Like a Manny's or a Senor Frog's. Hmm. Is Manny's a chain? I know I Senor I Frog's know is, is a chain. I think Manny's only exists in Rocky Point. Senor Frog's is a chain? Yeah, there are Senor Frog's. Is that like Polyester's Culture Club? Yeah, oh, did it chain? turn out that Polyester's Culture Club was a chain? Yeah, it always was. No, nah, that sucks. Well, That I place mean, was that, terrible. That means that there are more of them out there. The idea of that place was really good, but that place itself was pretty bad. Hey, it had a DeLorean on a stage. That's pretty awesome. Okay. It did. I wanted actual video games. Oh, yeah. That is too bad that it didn't have actual video games. Roy, I have a plan that's going into motion tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, sh- we, need to, we need to get the show over with so I can go to bed. I got to get up early and drive to San Francisco. Yeah, it's like Christmas for you. Yeah. Got to drive to San Francisco so that I can go to California Extreme and uh, buy an arcade's worth of arcade games for my house. Is this thing called California Extreme? It is. Huh. Okay, that I makes wish it, it sound like a theme park. I wish it had a better name. Okay. I wish is it was that called, all it is, is video games? Uh, video games and pinball machines. Oh. I wish it was called Video Game and Pinball Con or something like that. So that I didn't sound like... When I said to people, I'm going to California Extreme, they were like, oh, be sure to take your snowboard wax. Because <laughs> they assume that I'm going to some X Games thing. Sure. I mean, I look like the kind of guy, you know. You do. Yeah, you look like that Sean Sean Peterson. Sean Sean White. Sean Sean Peterson. Sean. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But, I think Sean Peterson is a murderer or something. <laughs> Sean White. Who you has, look like uh, Sean William Scott. Uh-huh. Um All right. That's cool. Yeah. No, I look like an extreme sports guy. I could totally mm-hmm. pass for an extreme sports guy. Uh I'm younger than Tony Hawk. That's true, you are, but I don't think he's still skating, is he? I think he is. Really? I think that's all he's doing. What oh. else would you do? What else are you going to do if you're Tony Hawk? Make video games. Ah, that, that ship sailed. 
He made like four or five of them. No, he made he? a bunch of them, but then they all they just eventually started sucking. Really? Mm-hmm. Because they're all still just about skateboarding? No, they actually were just bad games about skateboarding. Were they just cranking them out too soon? Is that what was happening? Uh, it's one of those things where I feel like there's a principle at work in the way that people consume media in general. And this is certainly true for me. If I get into a band, mm-hmm. I will really, really like all of their stuff. And I will tend to like the newer stuff more than I like the older stuff. But then the first thing that they produce after I got into them, you I'm like, like oh, much. this fucking sucks. This is lame. Fuck you, Tori Amos. I don't care about your... singing. she started Yeah, it was. She started sounding more like fairies. No, on the third album. On the third album, she's like... Oh, I like that album. That's what she sounds like when she's singing. She gets all soulful. No, that's what Bjork started doing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like that hair album that she did was a lot of screaming noise. A lot of people really loved it, but you yeah. know, I I personally didn't. But I'm saying the first two Tori Amos albums were sweet. Mm-hmm. You know, there was the, the content was rough, right? I mean, the the you know, the, she's singing about some stuff. Yeah. There's some serious shit going down. But then in the third one, it's like, yeah, I'm all empowered and husky, and it's like, <laughs> you know what? Just sing. You don't need to. You don't need to they do it. All like you that. don't need to do a funny husky voice. Just See, sing. I would disagree with you, and I would say that I stopped liking her stuff. After that album, after the uh, so after Boys for Pele, you're saying is where you lost interest in Tori. No, Amos. after um, I guess it's the fourth album then from the after Choir, choir, from the choir yeah, Girl. I like that one. I used to liked Choir Girl. Choir Girl was where she started turning into Madonna, and then after that, it was just full on Madonna. <sighs> I'll, I'll uh, somewhat agree with you on that. Yeah. Anyway, the first Tony Hawk game that you play mm-hmm. is where you think the Tony Hawk series peaked. Really? Right. The first. So I played the first snowboarding the game that I ever played was, was really good. SSX3. See, Josh would have you believe that Tony Hawk 2 was the best Tony Hawk game, and the shit that they added in Tony Hawk 3 was just a bunch of unnecessary bullshit. Whereas I, who played Tony Hawk 3 first, I cannot imagine a Tony Hawk game that doesn't have all of those things. They did not oh. seem like extra shit to me. They seemed like things that made a lot of sense. And so whenever okay. I would play that, so I would play that with Josh and then he would be sad because I would be doing sweet be sequences better. of tricks with okay. millions of points. And he was like, what the fuck, man? I just want to go up a ramp and do like four tricks and then land. And I'm like, no, I'm but you got to go into, here. you got to go into a manual and then ride that manual over onto like grinding the fucking, like you got to go fuck face the sick pipe. Uh huh. And he couldn't figure out how to do that. He couldn't get the VHS tape that you got by fuck-facing the sick pipe. I see. You were still getting VHS tapes. Really? That's what skateboarders were into. Hmm. They probably still are. You get a VHS tape of, like, Bam Margera's uncle puking on himself (laughs) outside of a bar. Would it actually show you what was on the tape? No. Okay. No, I'm just talking about I mean, this, I feel like the skateboard videos that they the always tape. played at the bar that we drank at when we first sure. moved to Phoenix was always just Bam Margera's fat uncle puking on himself. What was that one where a guy was dressed in one of those sumo wrestler um, inflatable things and then he'd hide in trees and then fall on people? Yeah, that probably was also a thing. Like that's on a skate the skate tape. Yeah. Hmm. yeah that's what, I mean, that's part of it. Yeah. You know, that's what you do. Like, you eventually get to the point where all of your bones are broken. And so, in order to stand up, you have to wear one of those inflatable <laughs> sumo that suits. keeps you together. Just, as, a, like a, as a, like, a sort of a prosthetic exoskeleton. Uh-huh. Uh, I see. What do, you, what do you call it? Like a support hose. Like a, uh, no, what do you call it when you have to get one of those inflatable boots? Like, if your legs are all fucked up? Yeah, like a, an air cast. Yeah, but. That is what that's called. There's a name for it that I can't think of. There's a word. Uh, osteopathic, uh, osteopathological bone caster. Yes, I think you're right. I think that's it. It's not prosthetic. God damn it. Mm-hmm. You get a prosthetic body. Orthopedic. Oh. You have to wear an orthopedic sumo suit. <laughs> okay. I'm glad, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, glad that we arrived. Yeah, I'm glad we arrived too. at all Thank of you. this. Uh, so we got some old business to take care of. Uh, it's about hey, fucking time. You know, I, I'm sorry. What, what have you been up to? Uh, nothing. That's not true. No, I've done fuck all. I have. I you have... went to San Diego. You okay. went to Comic Con. Sa- were you just you... saying San Diego like like it was in Spanish? San Diego. No, I said San Diego. Mm-hmm. You're pausing in the middle like you Mom? would if you were Mexican. <laughs> you went to San Diego. 
you went to Comic Con. I did. I, you you I, bought a lot of a Star Wars. I went through. I went through Comic Con like a tornado. Uh -huh. I still really want one of those Mexican Star Wars T-shirts that say Star Wars. Star Wars. Uh, two years ago, I saw someone in Mexico wearing an Artudito one, which was pretty funny. Like A R T U. Arturito is what it said. Okay. It was, it was cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, uh, longtime listener Marie uh, wrote in response to the listener whose sister had a meth baby. Uh, absolutely encourage the family to contact the state child protection agency. It's a common misconception that CPS always takes people's kids away and puts them in shitty foster homes. But uh, the philosophy of CPS in Arizona, at least, is that the mother should be with a child unless basic needs can't be met. So basically, that was more like the horror. That was the the thrust of what she wrote was more or less that the horror stories that you hear about CPS should not actually scare you off from contacting mm -hmm. them because they really are there to help. And that you also uh, have an obligation to do something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what it says at the bottom here. Yeah. Is that a lot of people don't do anything and know where it's going to go. And if you know that, you should do something. If you see something, say something. Yeah. Or do something. Right. Tell the government. Mm -hmm. If you see somebody doing something sketchy, tell the government right away. So that they can send them to TSA re, uh, <laughs> rehabilitation re camp. camps. Uh, all right, let's move on to the, the portion of the show that we call topics. Topics. Roy, what's today's topic? Shaved vaginas. Uh, why, why did you select uh, this topic, Roy? I've been thinking about shaved vaginas a lot lately. Have you? Mm-hmm. Would you say that in the last month you have seen more of your wife's or your daughter's vagina? M my daughter's vagina. A lot. Do you think that's depressing? No, I'm not actually. So with the cesarean, by that. so I know there was a period of time which I fucking heard all about against my will, where uh, Josh could not have sex with his wife after she gave birth to their child. Uh, with a cesarean, did that happen? Yeah, it still happens because you couldn't fuck her a... in the stomach hole. Well, you know, we were at the doctor, and uh, the doctor said, you know, still no sex, right? But. I wanted to turn to the doctor and say, but, you know, I mean, she can still, like, give me a hand job, right? And, you know, I shared this with Corinne, and she said, oh, yeah, I just totally, totally can. At the doctor, you said you shared that with her? No, I shared this with so her. So at the doctor's office, the doctor said afterwards. no sex, and then you turned to Corinne and said, at the doctor's office, I wanted to mention that I can still get a hand job, right? Yes. So you asked her at the doctor and then she explained to the doctor that it's okay for her to give you a hand job exactly um, I'm also not allowed to go back there <laughs> good that makes sense uh, because what you wanted was for a hand job right then at the doctor's uh, yeah. office I mean they have you know like those there's, little covers there's all sorts of pictures of <laughs> there's pictures of the female reproductive anatomy on the walls right what are you going to do you're only human yeah. you, you have a beating heart um, you, you can't uh, have sex because uh, possibility of infection, even with a C-section. Like you might get a dick ache. <laughs> yes, I might get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's all sorts of crazy shit. And like the baby often. Okay, so here's here's the thing: if you're a baby and you're suddenly being born out of a womb, you're gonna be freaked the fuck out. And here's the thing about babies: if they get scared, they don't have the willpower to not shit themselves when they get scared. So yeah, that's true. maybe the baby, Sometimes. maybe your wife's, maybe your wife's, your wife's uh, organization down there is completely, completely infiltrated with baby shit. <laughs> I don't think so. But that can happen. Like babies can can uh, shit in u utero. Mm -hmm. Which if if the water breaks and it's green, you know that they pooped in there, and that's it's yeah, dangerous. That's what that, so you have that, to go. Uh, Led Zeppelin song is about when the when the levee breaks <laughs> and the water's green. Yeah, huh? Mm -hmm. a, a baby pooped. <laughs> yeah, it means pooped a baby, in the ocean. baby pooped in the reservoir. So uh, now we just have to uproot the town and move it to. We have uh -huh. to move it to another heath. Uh, we we can't have sex yet. That sucks. Mm. Even in the even. I mean, I guess the scars. Yeah, probably yeah, healed. it 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 does suck, but you know, I'm I'm okay with waiting, and you know, I I still have plenty of alone time. <laughs> uh, I I, st I still have a secretary, Zach. <laughs> right. Um. So I've been thinking about shaved vaginas a lot, and you know, you bring up a good point. Wait, why have, Why have you been Why have you been because thinking about I them have a lot? been spending a lot of time cleaning 
you know, uh, poop and pee out of a tiny, tiny, what looks like a shaved vagina. And that has ruined shaved vaginas for me. See, so have I, but that's because I've been dating almost exclusively really, really drunk chicks uh-huh. <laughs> for the last few months. So first you have to clean them up. Yeah. How, how well, do you I hold mean, up so, both of their some, legs with one sometimes hand? Sometimes first, sometimes it's like, eh, I'll do it later. Okay. I, I can wait. So, um... My feelings on shaved vaginas are, are changing. I, I realize that, you know, when when it's uh, shaved, you, you can find the the fun room much, much easier. But I propose maybe like a compromise where there's some scaping done, but it still looks like it's a woman's vagina. Like you shave the not top, a baby's vagina. But not the sides. <laughs> yeah. So it just, it looks like a weird guy. A side clam. A, we- a weird guy with an upper and lower mustache. Why why doesn't anybody do the the bottom mustache? I mean I, I guess I don't you, know. a lot of people have like a patch where you can't grow hair there. I don't know. I, know. I certainly can. Like, My baby has bass hair. Bass hair. Yeah, that's what I call back. Oh, ass that's hair. what you call your butt pubes. <laughs> that's cool. I'm glad mm-hmm. yeah, that's fantastic. I I'm super happy that you were able to put a girl in the world <laughs> with your creepy ass pubes. Oh, it's like peach fuzz. It won't. It won't. Uh, uh-huh. It won't. Yeah. Well, there. as soon as she shaves it once, it's going to grow in thicker. Well, we're not going to shave it. That's, she that's will. Weird. She will grow up, and like any right-thinking person, be super fucking ashamed of that shit. Roy has the grossest body hair. Yeah, sorry. If Roy, if Roy walks around without a shirt on, you will think, like, what the fuck? Are your pants on backwards and it's, hung super low? Because I can see your pubes, but what you're actually seeing is a weird triangle of hair coming out of Roy's ass crack. It's more circular. Is it? Mm-hmm. I guess it might have evolved since you the last show time you? I saw you Here, with a no shirt on. It's like this. <laughs> eh, okay, that is pretty circular. All right. I just showed Zach. You guys, I, I'm so glad that you're not in the room right now. Oh, I didn't mention this. One of the doctors that Corinne had was Dr. Butts. <clears throat> B-U-T-T-S. Good. I don't know why she hasn't changed her name. Well, probably, it's a woman? It's, probably a, uh-huh. it's, a, it's a lady doctor? It's a pretty oh. attractive lady doctor. Oh, that's, a, that's great. Dr. Butts. She should have a son named Seymour. Just to, you know, just because if yeah, you're going just, just to not with. change your name from butts, th- I, I think you just go full yeah, on. Go with you just it. say, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seymour and Leaky. Leaky butts? Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Stinky. You name a kid Stinky. I'd go with Pinchy. Huh. Okay. Uh, it's cute. It's Pinchy Sla- butts. Slappy. <laughs> slappy butts. I think Slappy's a pretty good name for Cutie. Cutie butts. Cutie butts? Okay. Uh-huh. Lulbats. I think we're just coming up with like weird nerd stripper names. <laughs> yep. Uh, Zach writes, I feel the need to record myself talking at a camera and uploading it to the internet. How can I deal with YouTuber syndrome? I would suggest you get one of those like um, pet cameras. They have these where you can put them on, on your pet and it will take a picture every, you know, like one second or every minute. And just hang that around your neck and actually do this, you know, commit and then upload it every day. Oh, just take, yeah, just yeah. every. They also have those. Document re- your entire life. Uh, really great HD cameras that you can up, you know, uh, mount on your uh, bike helmet if you're into that and it'll record. Yeah, if you're going to the extreme, if you're going to California extreme, you mount it on your snowboard helmet. Did I tell you a few months ago I was thinking about how to make like an Arkanoid um pinball game Mm-mm. like a manual version of that game yeah like a mechanical a mm-hmm. mechanical breakout yeah i i did kind of come up with it but it'll be months and months of making it so i'm not gonna do it good you could write up the plans and sell them on the internet sure you could sell it in the back of boy's life next to the make your own helicopter for 30 dollars. but i mean i can't actually sell a plan that i haven't made Right. I had an idea I for have making to show a, pictures of it. I had an idea for making a helicopter. Okay. Here's, here's what you do: you you get a lawn chair, and then you put a, a lawn mower upside down on top of the lawn chair. Oh, just fire it up. Okay. And you're what flying. What could go wrong? Yep. <laughs> Nothing. Did you ever see those personal helicopters and think that is amazing? It's three thousand dollars, 
you could just have your own helicopter that's a chair i remember once going to mexico did people and, buy uh, those seeing a guy who had made like a little ultralight plane it was just maybe he hadn't made it but it was it was basically just a dune buggy with wings and a propeller on the back of it and he was just like working on the engine and wrenching around and you know As adjust some stuff along. no and then he would just take off and fly out over the ocean and then land and then start working on it some more again and then he would just take off and fly over the ocean and yeah it was nuts wow it was nuts and but he yeah. never fell into the ocean no not even once would have been i mean you know airplanes what I learned from living with pilots is like, you know, airplanes, if all the engines, they fly themselves, if all the engines go out, like you're not necessarily going to die. Right. <laughs> like they kind of turn into gliders. Sure. You know, so if you can find a safe place to put it down and I guess, you know, the ocean is pretty safe. Like that's the nothing, nothing bad ever happens to anybody in the ocean. Right. No, it's fine. Um, Sometimes you get to land on an <clears throat> island. Here's what I recommend to get out of the, over the YouTube habit. Uh, find a drug. Um, your answer is always drugs. Do you realize that? Yeah. Well, so so imagine like a drug like uh, not a drug that makes you happy, like like ecstasy, but a drug that makes everything important anyway, like say LSD, right? Uh, crystal meth does that too. Take some LSD, do some crystal meth. Go on YouTube, read all of the comments on your videos, and mm. take to heart everything that every asshole on youtube says about you yeah and if you if you actually read that like coming you at don't it, even have to read it for your own videos you can just pick someone and you will think it's your own videos. but okay 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 good good find somebody that kind of looks like you or find somebody that kind of looks like boba fett uh-huh. uh and just uh, you, you will yeah you, you're right yeah, it's a good point right you'll begin to believe after the first couple of comments that the comments are directed at you and you'll start to take them really personally mm-hmm. uh and yeah. then you know what you'll be like i have fucking had it with this i am never ever putting anything out into the world ever again because if you base your not opinion just on youtube just no a, not just, just nothing mm-hmm. nothing anywhere because so just once you see once you see what humanity has to offer by reading youtube comments you will just decide you know what fuck them in fact i think the the best thing for me to do right now is to just put a bullet in my brain because the world does not deserve any of the great shit that i could have put out into it because the world is full of buttholes. Okay, now I would not advocate going that last step. <laughs> what, saying buttholes? Yeah, saying buttholes. Okay. I, I wouldn't do that. Refrain from uh, buttholing yourself. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's awful what, what people say online. So read some of that and realize that they're going to say that about you. Hey, Zach and Roy. I just finished up my first semester at university, my subjects being sociology, political economy, geopolitics, and cultural studies. The subjects I originally had interested in turned out to be not that great. Uh, I was terrible at them except for cultural studies. I now want to continue cultural studies and digital cultures and the subjects of the sort, uh, since I am A, genuinely passionate about it, and B, kind of good at it. I'm worried, though, that at the end of three years, having a degree that says I majored in digital cultures will be a useless piece of paper. Well, more useless than usual. What should I do? Put all my eggs in this digital, probably not a sensible basket? Will job opportunities online, columnist slash journal slash writer, even care about a degree? Keep up the hilariously nonsensical humor, seeking suggestions in Sydney. Hmm. I don't know what it's like in Australia. When you're going to uni? Yeah, yeah. University is different than uni, Mm -hmm. I guess. So in Australia, they go to university. In Europe, they go to uni. No, in Australia, they go to uni. Do they also go to uni? Mm -hmm. Hmm. That just seems like a very... uh, a German or, or French. Yeah, but they're saying it in English in Australia. So mm. it's uni. Okay. In Germany, they're saying it in German. So it's totally different. I would think they they would go to Billabong or something like that. Uh-huh. I don't Crikey. think they do. Yeah. No. That's what they call it. What'd you, what'd you major in? Uh-huh. They say. And you'd say Barbie or something? Yeah, you'd, you'd major, I majored in I majored in Tucker Bag. <laughs> Is that a word? Yeah, it's a it's a like a food sack. Uh, uh, okay. <clears throat> Waltzing Matilda. Listen to the Rolf. So anybody anybody listening to the sound of our voices who has not heard, a who has it it's was been un- a long time since unfamiliar with Rolf Harris. Uh, Rolf Harris is fucking amazing. Like the, this is a, a guy that I discovered. He's he's the guy that did the, the timey kangaroo down sport. Uh, Oh, sure. Song in the 70s. Like, he, you know, he had like a brief radio hit career in the 70s, but he's just like a guy who tells stories and plays songs and stuff. He's still alive. 
Uh, and he's just fucking super funny and super like it, he's made some like serious music and it's really good. Is he friends with Arlo Guthrie? Because I, it sounds like he should be. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was. Is Arlo Guthrie still Arlo Guthrie still alive? Yeah. I don't know why I thought he was dead when I learned about him. Well, it maybe seems it was like because be. Woody Guthrie was yeah, dead. Woody Guthrie. Yeah, it seems dead. like he would have gone the Jim Morrison route. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I mean, once it, Alice's Restaurant, you can't top that. No, you just can't. fucking just inject as much heroin as it takes for you to stop breathing. At that <laughs> wow. point, that's the right answer. Once you've made something that good. Um. Uh, anyway, uh, back, back listen. To your, listen to the to Rolf Harris uh, waltzing Matilda. There's just just YouTube Rolf Harris waltzing Matilda and Rolf Harris. Uh, it's just a recording of a show where he explains to the collected audience what all of the words in Walting Matilda mean and oh, what okay. Walting Matilda is about. And it's fucking amazing. That's like A, a great song. B, a great delivery of that song. What war is it uh, about? The uh, I don't remember. I don't know anything about history. Okay. But you've listened to this thing that explains No, it's song. about a guy. It, it like It's about a sort of like... Uh, like uh, imperial uh, imperial culture in Australia time, like a hobo guy wandering around, and then he's like squatting on somebody else's land, and oh, the songs about him like okay. committing suicide rather than submitting to then then offering fealty to the landowner, and it's wow, yeah, I know it sounds like what he got like crazy dark song. Uh, uh, anyway, he steals a sheep, uh, which is a jump buck, but he does he lie with he that? puts a jump buck in his tucker bag. I you, that's the implication, I think. Okay, so a tucker bag is a food bag? Yes. Like a bindle? Yeah, sure, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I always tell people, uh, go to college. For the experience. If you can afford to go to college, go to college because of what will happen to you in the your spare time at college as opposed to what will happen well, to you Well, you also in, get to meet classes. a lot of people that are going to be possibly important in your life. And you form connections with them, and they become your community. Did you meet anyone during that period of time that you feel like you're in a community with? Yeah. Maybe me I mean, not doing that is why wife. I hate my life. I guess I also met your wife while I was in college, but that didn't yeah, help did. me any. No, because I married her. <clears throat> Damn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but now her vagina's all fucked up, so you can have her. Her vagina is fine. Mm-hmm. She had a C-section. I yeah. just can't put my penis in there. Yeah, yet. that means it's all fucked up. Like uh-huh. that's that that is the only way in which a vagina can be meaningfully fucked up. I see. Roy. Uh <clears throat> or can't be fucked up. Yeah, see that this was my problem. I did not make any uh I did not make any meaningful social connections in college, but I learned mm-hmm. how to do a bunch of shit that I eventually turned into a career that was entirely unrelated to what I studied. Sure. Um I recognize that not everybody can do that. Right. Uh, so not everybody is safe to just get a totally useless degree, but well, I'm I'm curious about. Uh, it sounds like what he or she, because we can't really tell from from this uh, question, uh, wants to do is be a columnist or a writer. Now, if your degree is going to help you in that, with the experience or the knowledge that you need to do that, which then... any any liberal arts degree will make you a better writer. So if that is what you want to do, like if you want to work on your own as a writer or work as a writer for somebody else, then absolutely go to college. Like it's and 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 don't don't feel like you need to like go get an engineering degree or something because that like to fall back on. Yeah, like if you if you think of college as a thing that is giving you a degree that will make it so you are like entitled to a job that will pay you a lot of money, you're just going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. But if you go to college as an experience to learn things that you're interested in and to expose yourself to new ideas, well, then I mean, if you will derive a benefit from that, even if you never are employed again for the, I mean, even if you like, even if you die of like an LSD overdose at a frat party, your senior year. No, you just go crazy. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's basically I mean, like dying. You think you're a glass of orange juice for the rest of your life. Sure. Uh, I mean, if you get a degree because you want to make a bunch of money, then, I mean, that's your goal. If your goal isn't to do that, if your goal is to be a writer and you need, uh, you know, the experience to do it, then, you know, getting a degree will be useful. Also, I, I would say this. Do not wait until you graduate to start writing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, do stuff while you're in school. Yeah. If, if, you're, if you have the difference between people who 
make things and put it out put them out into the world and the people who just think they would like to make things and put them out in the world is that they don't put it out in the world yeah is that the first group of people just do it it's not that it's not that the first people reached some magical point where they had the confidence to do it or that they finally got enough of an education that oh now i can start writing a novel no just fucking start writing a novel if you if you if you want to be the kind of person that writes novels write a fucking novel even if it's a shitty novel and you never show it to anybody just do it do something right thinking about doing write something the next novel thinking about doing something is easy and valueless doing something is hard and potentially has value uh i wouldn't say it's valueless it's not valueless if it, it has value it, like you but you do have to go you anywhere. do have to think about something to to become to prime yourself to do it but sure. having but it is very easy to think of it yes there you it's go it's much harder to actually make it Hey guys, I wrote in a while ago about maybe taking a factory job, and I took it before hearing your advice. Well, surprise, it is absolutely soul-crushingly terrible. Soon the mandatory overtime will begin, like 12-hour days and no days off, etc. It's really bad. On the bright side, I found out I can reapply at my office job in six months and retrain, so I'll be better at it. So there's my question. Uh, so there's my question. Any advice on getting through six months of hellish 80-hour, seven-day factory work? Uh, I could really use it. Thanks. Ugh hmm. in Missouri. I thought you hated your office job, which is why you got the factory job. Yeah, I mean, if you're doing work at a factory, I feel like you can probably do a lot of productive daydreaming. So here's sure. what I would recommend. Spend a lot of time thinking about writing a novel. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it depends on what kind of factory uh, work it is, right? If your job is to look at, like, sheets of rubber, make sure that they're rubber you can daydream all you want but mm -hmm. if your job is to make sure that uh the circle is punched out of the sheet of you know sheet metal you have to pay attention right otherwise the next guy in line is just going to be fucking a solid sheet of metal yeah exactly. i'm assuming you work at a glory hole factory <laughs> right. and the next guy down the line is the tester right inspected by number 32 um, B69, actually. Yeah, so it's like, there's like the, the assembly line, and on one side is this guy, and on the other side is a flashlight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, seriously, though, here's, here's what you do. If they, you can just write a novel while you're at work, and if they won't let you have a computer... Uh, in there, if Why they won't let you take your laptop, then take a notebook. And if they won't let you have a notebook, here's what you do. You get a like a little Morse code encoder switch that goes in between your teeth. And you wire that up to a Palm Pilot. Uh, and if they won't let you have a Palm Pilot, just stick it up your ass and run the wire under your skin so that they don't know. Huh. <clears throat> then, while you are doing your boring factory job, you can also be writing a novel in Morse code by clicking your teeth together. And they can't stop you from doing that. That's true. They can't take that away from you. They won't even know. Um, I would, I wouldn't write a novel. I would uh, work on how to make a uh, a clock. Yeah, just think about yeah, a clock. Yeah, they got got a lot of guys through the shit. So you know, just think about how you would make a clock, like in Vietnam, like when you're you're sitting in your trench in Vietnam and you've got trench mouth, foot mouth. Do people get <laughs> trench foot mouth disease? Yeah, Tr horse mouth. Uh -huh. You got a bad case of horse mouth, uh, and then you're just like. I don't know what I'm going to do in between times when Charlie is shooting at me. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. I'll figure out how to make a clock. Uh-huh. And that's why, I mean, there was this renaissance in the late 70s of, of, of super, super sweet clocks. Yeah, they're very expensive, but, you know, rightly so. Yeah, but they've got, like, a lot of they've got stuff carved into them, like, I know I'm going to heaven because I've already been to hell. Is that a song lyric? No, it's like a thing you might find carved into a helmet of a Vietnam oh, soldier okay. or a lighter from World like, War II. Or like Born to Kill. You know, like Zippos. Zippos that have hobo nickel things scratched into the side of them. Okay. That's a real thing, Roy. I believe you. You know, why, why don't you expand, expand on it so that I know more? Roy, we've had fun catching up <laughs> and... Uh, is it over and already? Helping people, I think it's over. No I think way. it needs to be over. We're we're at that we're at the point. <sighs> Come on, man. We've had such a good time. I mean, we could record another episode right after this if you really want to. But uh, you know, we we'll we'll need some more questions for the next episode. So uh, if people wanted to send us questions, how would they do it, Roy? They would go to our website, uh, which is advicehotdog.com, and there they would see uh, links to the various ways that you can get in touch with us. One of them is Gmail, which is advicehotdog at gmail.com, 
or you can go to Twitter at Advice Hot Dog, or you can go to Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Advice Hot Dog, or you can give us a call at 769-218-9225. And we, we have a couple of calls which I would like to uh, tackle ne- next episode. All right. Uh, and you can also send us a card to Advice Hot Dog, P.O. Box 41774, Mesa, Arizona, 85274. And uh, at this moment, I would like to thank uh, Evan for sending uh, my wife and I a lovely uh, welcome Cora birthday card and uh, Data Vortex uh, for sending us a lovely uh, baby gift. I also, I also got a nice uh, birthday postcard from Evan. You did. That's cool. It was very sweet. Yeah, it was. So thank you very much. And um, Data Vortex, I would like your mailing address. So if you could send that to me, I would appreciate it. Roy, how about a stinger? Yeah. Okay. Scott writes, vegans or freegans? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about this one? Well, uh, I tend to frame all of these uh, discussions in terms of who would win in a sort of a post-apocalyptic fight. Right. So if you had a city, well, like let's say that everybody dies except the vegans and the freegans, and let's uh, assume that there are equal numbers of them in, say, Topeka, Kansas, and there is a wall around Topeka, Kansas uh-huh. that nothing can get in and nothing can get out. Okay. So not a two men enter, one man leave. The vegans will eventually, I think the vegans would starve before the freegans did. And they would not eat one another. Yeah, okay. Right, the, I mean, in a situation where there is Well, the freegans any... would. I mean, I feel like a freegan, if he finds a corpse, it's free. Like, this, yeah, doesn't, it's, it's this, doesn't, belong to, this doesn't belong to anybody. This, the statute mm-hmm. of limitations on property has expired, buddy. That's You're what like they say. Yoink. Yeah, that's what they say. That's what a freegan says. Uh-huh. That, so part of the problem with being a freegan is that you constantly have to say yoink every time you acquire anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the freegans would I have mean, better you can weapons because they... The, the, the they would know where people discard things. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like in general, there there are going to be these patterns that emerge uh, in in an in an urban environment where like there'll be like a certain billboard that really inspires people to throw shit out the window of their car, uh-huh. and so there'll be a specific spot on the highway like only where, you can litter. Yeah, where like a lot of shit. There's just like a lot of probably guns and and axes and that have stuff. been thrown out. Yeah, because people are leaving to bigger Kansas. Because of the post, the apocalyptic. Yeah, they're happening. like, "Fuck, I'm not going to need this gun." Right. No matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Because the apocalypse thing is only in Topeka, right? I mean, that's why there's this wall. Oh yeah, right? they're just building it. it. It's like it that in. one episode of Amazing Stories. They're just building a dome over Topeka. Uh-huh. Uh, really, there wasn't even an apocalypse. We just decided we didn't like the people from Topeka. Well, they wanted to see which one would win, the vegans or the freegans. Sure. It's a reality show. I, I think the freegans would win. Yeah, I, I think the freegans are, uh, yeah, the freegans are just better equipped to mm-hmm. handle anything that might come out. They're, they're probably also like, if they had a, like a boring you to death contest, the freegans are probably more likely so anti-establishment that they are unwilling to admit that any amount of organization or structure is ever of any value whereas vegans at least need there to be like an ASPCA or or a PETA or something so they at least understand like well I mean we at least need like you know we at least need like a feelings manager (laughs) right but I I empathize more with the freakins we almost never agree really yeah ever in life usually we're spl- usually we're split right down the middle really? on these stingers it's, it's like 50 no but i think we're both like we i'm pretty sure that roy and i both agree fuck vegans <laughs> i've been zach i've been roy and this has been advice hot talk <laughs> hoo